Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. Okay, let's begin. You can lower it a little bit, maybe, if you don't mind. Let's get started, Chavra. Today, Baruch uh, Hashem, continuing on with our series of Lunch and Learn, and uh, today, sponsorship is from Shlomo Tzadikim in, in memory of his father. Two weeks in a row, memory of your father. Yochanan ben Raphael. Our learning today should be Lilui Nishmato. He should have a great Gan Eden. And Zat Hashem, we're going to learn a story today because we're really approaching Rosh Hashanah less than a week away. We're going to learn a Gemara that has to do with Rosh Hashanah. A story associated with Rosh Hashanah. We're going to see a very, very interesting story over here. So, this is a Gemara in Mesechet Brachot, Yerchet Amud Bet, 18b. You know, there's a debate, there's a debate. Should I move? There's a debate in Mesechet Brachot. Hello, you go on. There's a debate, there's a machloket, there's a whole discussion in Mesechet Brachot, very interesting debate. To the Metim, the people who passed away, know what's going on in this world. There's a whole debate about this. Are they aware of what's going on in this world? Very interesting debate. People who passed away, do they know what's going on in this world? Now the Gemara seems to conclude they do, but it's not so simple. We're not going to discuss that topic today. We're going to discuss one story that's brought as a proof to if they do or if they don't. And let's see. This is a story that I'll just tell you in advance. Some of them, if Arshim learned, this is not a real story, it was a dream. This whole thing was a dream. It's not really a story, but it's told over as if it's a real story. But we could read it simple, which is... And it is, a, it is a true story. If you really learn the Gemara al-Pipshuto, the simple pshat, it seems to be this was a true story. Matan, please go, Ash, because it's going to be for a while. Go, go. We're all hearing together. We don't okay, want fine. you to eat alone. So the Gemara tells us like this. Listen to this story. Ma'aseh v'chasid echad. There was a story with one chasid. Marsha, some of the Mepharshim learned this was the, the great rabbi, Rabbi Huda Bariloi. Okay. There was a story with one chassid, a pious person. He gave a coin to a poor person, an Erev Rosh Hashanah, now it was years of famine. Okay, there was years, there wasn't much rain, people were starving, and as we'll see, he gave his last coin, his last money, to the poor people. And when he last coin? I said that before I should explain. So he was very poor, and he gave money still to the poor person. Now, when he gave it, his wife got very upset. It was unbelievable. So his wife became very upset at him. This chassid, this chassid, imagine that. It's a year of famine. You don't have any money. You don't have any food. And you're going and giving the last monies that you have. You're giving the last monies to the poor person. You see this? Charity gives at home. The wife got upset. So what happened? He wasn't, he got, he got kicked out of the house. He went to the couch, right? So what happened over here? He gave his last money. His wife got upset. Now this is a strange thing, but the Gemara tells us what happened. 
He went and slept that night. Before Shem learned it means the second night of Rosh Hashanah in the cemetery. Okay? Weird place to sleep. But he went and slept that night in the cemetery. He wasn't welcome in his house. His wife kicked him out. She was upset at him. The couch wasn't available, so he went to the cemetery. And he went to sleep in the cemetery. Very strange. So what happened? He's there in the cemetery. Now in the cemetery you have dead people. And as we're going to see, there's ruchot in the cemetery. There's the spirit of the dead in the cemetery. Now again, I said before, some of the Mephoshim learned this whole thing is a dream. This wasn't a real story, but it really was a dream. But we're going to learn Pshuto. So he went to sleep in the cemetery. He heard two ruchot talking to each other. What is ruchot? Ruchot means spirits. Okay? The spirit of two people who had passed away talking to each other. Okay. So here's the conversation. Listen to this conversation. Literally from the dead, he's listening to this conversation. Amrachada one said to the chaberta to the other. It was two girls, it seems like. So one of the deceased women or girls said to the other, the chaberta to the other, Chaverti, my, my friend, Boi bin Ashot Ba'olam, let's go fly around the world. Right, there was already a psak of Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is Yom Adin. So there was a judgment against the world already. Let's go here, this is a deep something, but a pargud is the partition that separates between Hashem and everyone else. Whatever, whatever that means. So let's go here from behind the partition what tragedies are going to occur in the world this year. Apparently, the spirits have access to such things. So they say, one said to the other, let's go fly up in heaven somewhere and listen to the Puranuk, the tragedies that are going to occur in the world this year. One spirit said to another, Joseph, I really only take advice when people aren't interrupting and doing pizza. I need, need, need focusing because there's a lot in the story here. So please, please, Bakasha. Please. And if you're you listening, you'll get the whole thing. That's See, and now we're going back and forth. You could have just explained it, that's it. <laughs> I, explained, I already did explain it. That's the thing. <laughs> I can't get upset at Yosef, this guy. <laughs> All right, so she said... Let's go fly in the world. One spirit says, let's go fly around. Let's go see what is the tragedy that's going to happen this year. I don't know why she wanted to know the tragedy, by the way. Maybe she should say, let's see what good things are going to happen to the world. All right. For some reason, she wanted to know what tragedy. More interesting. <laughs> People like tragedy. I don't know. Chicken or goats, right? So Amrala, one second. So the other one said back. Amrala Khaberta. The other one said back. I'm not able to go. Why? I am buried in a mat of reeds. What is machzelet shel kanim? Mat is like, you know, you, you stand on a mat. A mat of reeds. Kanim is reeds. These things that grow in the water, like sticks. Now, it's not clear why that would withhold her from going, but there's different mefarshim as to what the chat is. Either her family, this girl who had been buried, her family was very poor. So they couldn't afford the proper tachrichim, the proper clothing that they put on the dead people. So it was a busha for her to leave the kever and fly around in the clothing of reeds. 
this clothing of uh, reed. It's a bushah. The other opinion says, which is very interesting, is that it's brought down that the soul can only depart from the body when the body deteriorates. The soul can only leave the body when the body totally breaks down. Apparently, machitzelet shel kanim does not allow the body to break down. It somehow preserves the body. So she was saying, you could go, but I can't go because my body is still preserved. Either way, the other one said, the other spirit said, I can't go. So she said, you could go. Whatever you hear, you'll tell back to me. I want to know what tragic. I can't go. So you go. Tell me whatever it is that you hear. She went and flew around, the first one. She said, What did you hear behind the uh, partition? What tragedy is going to happen? So she said, Anybody that plants, we spoke about this in Sechetanit, we know there's Raviyari Shona, Shniya, there's two different rains, 17th of Cheshvan, 23rd of Cheshvan. So the rumor came back that she said, what's going to happen is, whoever plants seeds in the first rainfall of the year, Barad Barad, hail is going to come and destroy those crops. This was the rumor, this was the news about the world, the Gizera against the world. Whoever plants in the first uh, rainfall, it's going to be destroyed by Barad, by uh, hail. So this Hasid heard this whole conversation. He had great Itza. He's going to get rich. He was poor. How's he going to get rich? So he went and planted that coming here in the second rainfall. So the whole world's produce became destroyed because of the barad, because of the hail. Shalololaka. But his was great. Now you can imagine, he was the only one with produce. Wonderful. So now he was able to sell at an inflated value. It was like uh, PPP, what's it called? PPP during the uh, pandemic. That's what it was. He had produce. No one else had produce because he was doing insider trading. I mean, this guy, he knew what to do. Oh. So he says, wait a second, I can build off of this. I know if you go to the Beit HaKvarot and Rosh Hashanah, you hear what's going to happen. So what does he do the next year? The Shana the next year, Allah Belan Beit HaKvarot. He went back to the cemetery. He says, oh, this is insider trading. I get a tip off as to what's going to be for the next year. So again, he heard the two spirits talking to each other. One said to her friend, Again, one said to the other, let's go hear what sorts of tragedies are going to occur in the world. But, she said back, my friend, again, did I not tell you? I can't because Kanim, I'm buried in the mat of reeds, so I can't fly around with you. Whatever you hear, you'll tell me. Okay. She went out and flew around the world. And then she came back and she said, So the one who was buried couldn't move said, Okay, what's the insider trading? What did you hear this year? So she said, Shamati, I heard. Anybody that plants in the second rainfall, 
there's going to be wind blasting, which is basically a wind that causes disease to all of that produce, and it's going to all die. So Chassid heard this. He went and made sure to plant in the first rainfall. The first rainfall, not the second rainfall. The rest of the world's produce was ruined. His own produce was great. So again, you're number two. He's doing great in business. He sells everything at an inflated value. He didn't do so much. <laughs> he made sure to keep it in al but he, he was the only one with produce. He did well. Get rip people out, you know? Let's see what happens. So now what happens, let's stop for a second. Let's pause so you can watch. We're going to pause here. I'll break for a minute. So now what happens is like this. The wife of this chassid is very confused. She says, I don't understand. Everyone else is failing in business. And you are being inconsistent. The first year you plant in the second rainfall. The second year you plant in the first rainfall. You must have some secrets. What's going on? The wife catches on. She says, you know, now imagine that for a second. She's the one who was upset at him originally for giving the money to the poor person. And here, they're doing well for themselves, and uh, she, does, but she doesn't understand what's going on. So, why is it that last year, everyone else's produce was destroyed and yours wasn't? And now everyone else's was wind blasted. Also, yours wasn't destroyed. What's your, what's your secret, Hasid? What, what are you doing differently than everyone else that you know how to be successful in produce? I guess he didn't have a PhD in produce and agricultural work. So she said, what is it that you're, what, what's your secret? Oh, so let's see. He did keep the secret, but now he didn't. And that's the, this is the problem. Is it, what is it? I hear. So she asked him, what's going on? Why is it that you seem to know more than everybody else? He told her the whole story. He said, look, two years ago you were upset at me. I went and stayed in the Beit HaKfarot. When I was in the Beit HaKfarot, I heard the spirits talking. This one said to that one, I'm buried in the reed mats. I can't get out. And I heard the secret was that there's going to be destruction in the second Revia. This year I went back and I knew that there's going to be destruction in the first trivia. Beautiful. So that's what I was able to do more than the rest of the world. So Amr, they said, the story concludes, It wasn't very many days. means a short time later. Apparently, this wife used to get in fights a lot. I mean, it seems like the whole story, she's just making problems. So it was a short time. What happened was, there was a fight between that Hasid's wife and the mother of the girl who was buried in the, meat, in, the, in the mat of reeds. 
means the one who was buried in the in the machzelat shel kanim. Two different people means the wife of this chassid got in a fight for whatever reason, some other reason, with the mother of that girl who couldn't leave the kever because she was buried in this uh, non-traditional way. And then when she got in a fight, she said. Amra la, she said to the mother of that girl, this is Mamesha, unbelievable. She said, what's that? Amra la, she said to the mother of that girl, go and I'll show you your daughter. She said, look, I'm going to show you your daughter's buried in this not respectful sort of way. It means she like salt on the wound. They couldn't afford takrichin. So she said, in order to offend her, make fun of her, she said, go look, your daughter, or if I, your daughter is buried in this non-traditional way. Okay, now, next step, what the Gemara is about to show us is, the next year the Hasid went back to the Beit HaKfarot, and we're going to see this year it didn't go so as planned as he thought. Says the Gemara, the Shana Acher, the third year, Allah v'lan b'Beit HaKfarot, the Hasid went, Back to the Beit Hakfarot, Again, he heard the spirits talking to each other. Apparently, the first one never got the message. It's very interesting. She said again, let's fly around the world. So, let's hear what tragedies are going to occur this year. So, leave me alone because the things we've been talking about have already been heard amongst the living. Now, we're not going to get too much into this, but what's the implication of the Gemara? That since the mother of that girl found out this whole story, how did she find out? Because the wife of the Hasid told her, my husband told me. Since she told the mother of that girl that story, it sounds like the Meitim, i.e. that girl, are aware of what's going on with that, with that, the mother, with her mother. Means once her mother found out, the daughter who was dead was also able to find out. That's the proof that the Gemara tells us. Now the Gemara refutes this proof. It says it's not a proof. But let's step back for a second and analyze this story. Very interesting story. What's a message we can extrapolate from this? run through the details for a minute again. Hasid's wife's upset. He goes sleeps in the Beit HaKfarod. He hears these two girls talking, spirits. Ruchot, it calls them. So one says to the other, let's go see what tragedies are in the world. Okay, it's some sort of tragedy in the Riviashniya. No problem. Goes to his house. He knows what to do that year. Second year, he also knows what to do. Beautiful. Everything works out well. Third year, he tells to his wife what it is that was going on. Because of that, seemingly the daughter who's dead finds out. The Gemara refutes that. The daughter refutes that. The daughter hears and then she says, you know what, I'm not going to say any more um, information in this context. Because somebody's listening, we don't want him to hear. Now what's the message of this story? What do you say is the message of this story? Anybody want to say? What's the message? What's the moral of the story? What's the moral of the story? Yeah. Don't deal with Metim, I hear that. That's true. <laughs> Don't get involved. I mean, he did pretty well for himself. 
Hasid seemed to do very well for himself.
How you get that message? Because he told the wife. The wife got in a fight with the mother of that girl. And because she got in a fight, she offended that girl's mother. And then the girl finds out. And then no more is he able to find that information out. The point is, if we have good things going for us in life, do the right thing so that those good things... Do, do, Keep right, it for yourself. do the right thing so that we don't end up getting messed up in the long run. Hashem sends us bracha, Baruch Hashem, and we say, thank you, Hashem. Don't start fighting with people. Don't start making problems. You start making problems, and then Hashem takes away the bracha that you have, the insider information that you have. It's a tremendous lesson. So when things bad things, things that we look at as bad happen to us, we turn against Hashem, we say, God, why did you do that to me? All the time, we really should turn at ourselves and say, thank you God for the bad and the good, because Yosef said tzaddik. But the point is, some people would say, I don't, I don't understand, why did that happen to me? You know what? If we don't create problems for ourselves, then we're going to do very well in life. It's because we create our own issues, and then we have to deal with it after. We blame it on Hashem. It's the easiest way to deal with it. Blame it on Hashem. And I'll finish off with this. Again, what we're learning was, ben And this year, God willing, we should all have a shana tova, umutzlachat, a successful, healthy, sweet, productive year with all of the brachot. Everybody should have a ktiva, v'chatimah tova. And Bezat Hashem, we're not going to have class next Sunday because it's Rosh Hashanah. We'll have the following week. Stop.